Hey there, I'm Kay Bess, and I play Persephone Brimstone in Agents of Mayhem. You're listening to the Horribly Awkward Podcast. You are. That was, that was kind of awkward. Hey guys, this is Kritzia Bajos, and I'm here with Sean on the Horribly Awkward Podcast. He's not that awkward. This is Michael Ray Bauer. I'm a 90s star, but basically I'm a star. And you're listening to the Horribly Awkward Podcast. And it's actually pretty horribly awkward. Hey, this is Hannah Tell, the voice of Max in Life is Strange. And you're listening to the Horribly Awkward Podcast. It's so awkward. Hey, Scott. Hey, what's up, uh, Sean? I almost called you Chris. Did you get the script for the intro of the podcast? Chris was in I there. Did not. That's, why you call me, that's why you call me Chris, because it's in there. <laughs> Is that what it was? Yeah. Does he have a belly laugh in there? Yeah. Uh, you got the script, Alyssa? Yep, got the script. Can you read that part right there? The hey, Norma. Hey, Norma, give us a horribly awkward. No, no, no. Look, it's right there in parentheses. It says with enthusiasm. Uh, uh, okay, okay. I it's, all, it's in all caps. Come on. Okay, I can do it again. Hey, Norma, give us a horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. <laughs> Sean, dude, you're horribly awkward. Sean, I know you think this is weird, but it's not as weird as you think it is, dude. Don't think that it's awkward. <laughs> Welcome to episode 142 of Horribly Awkward. I am Sean, your host. As always, here's Alyssa. Hey, Alyssa. Hey. Hey, what's up? And we got, wait, what's this guy's name? Uh, is it, is it... We have Clark Scott on the yeah. podcast. Yeah, thanks Hello, so, yeah. Clark Scott. Hey, how's it going? Two first names. It's a curse. What can I say? <laughs> From the Gaming Outsider podcast, always friend of the show, friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. Not my friend, but friend of a friend, Mr. Scott Clark. Well, hey, so how's it going? Kind hey, of have a bromance going on. Hey. I know a little bit. It's it's you know I got to meet you in person. It was I'm not used to people that are my height. You're actually like right at eye level, which is which is not normal for me. <laughs> I know so not normal for me either. Yeah, and, yeah. and that was that was a that was a good uh, 15 minutes. There's also photographic evidence of this meeting. Yeah, there is. So let's keep those <clears throat> keep that on the download. <laughs> so today we're guys we're gonna what what's up? I Scott? feel honored that I'm one of the few people you've met in person because you know. You don't like meeting people in person. That's not true. It's not that I don't like to. It's just it's hard to. Yeah, I met Alyssa. She's here, right in the flesh. That's true. Hey, yeah. Alyssa. See, you get hey. smack her cheeks. Um. So, <laughs> you guys, today we're we're gonna this is gonna be a quick podcast, real quick with Scott and Alyssa. We played a game called The Gardens Between, um, made by the Voxel Agents. The Voxel Agents. Voxel Agents. And after this podcast, we do have an interview. With the level designer and executive producer Simon Jocelyn, so stick around to the end and listen to that. Really cool to hear stuff from him about how the game was created and their ideas behind it, and just the details that goes into making a game like this. Plus, I mean, yeah, you like Australian accents too. Yeah, Australia. Yeah. In the in our in our um, email, big shout to Simon. He says he called me mate, so that was awesome. I'll be you on like soon, mate. Also? Yeah. What? You liked his accent? I like all, all accents besides southern accents, which is what I have. And I like southern <laughs> accents, so that's pretty awesome. So anyways... Well, that worked out well for you. Yeah, let's talk about the game, Scott. Let's do it, man. How would you describe this game? This is how I describe it. 
a rotating island memory and time manipulating puzzle game. Oh, look at that. You had to read it, though. I could see you looking down at your notes. He has it written down. (laughs) (laughs) The way that I describe it, this is a very difficult game to express of what it it is because it's so unique and so different from anything I've ever played. The way that I uh, described it on my podcast was it's a combination of Braid meets Fez meets... That's what I was thinking. Meets Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. Yeah, I haven't played any of those games. I feel like I should play I've them all. I've played all of them. You've, you've got the time manipulation with Braid. Mm-hmm. You've got the rotating islands of Fez. And you've got the communication of story without a single word of dialogue. And you kind of take all those and shake them up in a container and, and out comes uh, Gardens Between, which is just a delightfully charming game. And also... And I, oh. Sorry to Kenny Scott. I was just going to mention the unique controls also kind of remind me of others. They're not the same. They're just kind of like... Oh, I see what you need. Yeah, yeah. very unique. That's why I never played Brothers, the two, the two thumbstick thing. I was like, oh, it's going to drive me crazy. Once you got used to it, it wasn't too bad. But th- yeah. that's way more complicated than this. Yeah, and this I don't mean similar. that as a slight... This is very minimalist in controls. I mean, it, it took me a, a while to wrap my head around that I wasn't actually physically moving my characters. I'm so used to video games where I press right and my character moves right. I press left and my character moves left. It doesn't work like that. You actually are – your characters are on a predetermined path, and you basically are moving forward and backward through time, and then you're manipulating with things in the environment to make that path different. It's almost like uh, those old ROB games on the NES – where you had the robot that would have to manipulate things for you to move through the environment, but you were doing it all instead of the robot doing it for you. It's it's super clever. Yeah, the game is very clever. And we've talked about this multiple times in the interview, but in a time like right now with shooters and open-world RPGs, just a puzzle game where it just gets you to concentrate on a very small section of the puzzle and you're manipulating time, you're going back and forth, you're having to think about it and concentrate on what you're doing, and you, you're soaking it all in. There's It's like... If you have, we had, um, I have, um, surround sound, so it was like, you got this rain yeah. in the background. It was, it's very, like, I love rain. Rain's, like, my favorite thing ever. And, like, you hear a boom of thunder occasionally. Yeah. And it's, you just be like, oh, is that outside? Very, very, yeah. And then throwback to all, for people like us, we're, I mean, especially me and Scott, we grew up in the 80s, so there's a lot of VCRs and old video games. I grew and, up with VCRs. Did you have VCRs? Yeah. You're born in, like, what, 2000? 1992, Jesus. Okay. Um, 1992, yeah, but I mean, VCRs for us was like we we were around for it all. VCRs, so it just it's just a lot of cool throwback stuff in there, and you really get a look, get a chance to look at everything because of the way the game is designed, and you're just manipulating time, so you're really focusing on on every little inch of detail, literally every little inch of detail you're looking at. It's it's really well, neat. and the, and the way that Simon described it in the interview that you'll hear is if you've seen the movie Minority Report, and I'm like. I'm smacking myself in the head for not like thinking of this analogy. But if you remember in Minority Report when he is going through uh, using the computer to yeah. scan through the different images or the video images uh, from the precogs, it's kind of like that where he's going fast forward to look at specific things or rewinding to go back and look at that. Well, that's what you're doing. But imagine if you've got a, a video like that and you can actually kind of tweak one thing in the environment that when they do move forward through it, then they have a different experience. That's kind of a, like the best way to explain it that I'm really mad that I didn't come up with. And it, 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 it works really shockingly well. It only took the co-founder of the company to explain this to us. Now <laughs> yes, we get exactly. it. Yeah, I, I totally get that now too. How would you describe the art for this game though? It's very colorful and it's very innocent. Mm-hmm. 
right? Even yeah, that's how I would say it. It's very yeah. the colors are very vibrant. It never feels oppressive. It's just a very zen-like experience. It's very calming and soothing. And I think that coupled with the the simplicity of the puzzles that are still challenging, but never beat your head against a wall challenging, that just make this game an absolute delight to play. It's it, and even though the cha- the the puzzles aren't overly difficult where like you're just like really getting frustrated with it you still get that satisfaction once you complete it that it makes it feel like you broke the game and figured something out even though that's the way it was designed to play those are the best kinds of puzzle games that's why i love games like portal where when you 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 do something that feels like you did something that the developers didn't intend but they actually did intend to do that and it's just it's just great yeah, Portal was one of the ones I got stuck on and said, oh, I'm out, I'm That's out! That's actually one of the only games that I didn't get frustrated with puzzle-wise is Portal. That was my beginning of playing, getting back in the game, so that was too heavy for me. And this game right here is really simple. Like Almost anyone can play it if they just want to put a little brain power in it. A lot of it's trial and error stuff, so you just kind of move back and forth and you kind of move things around. Uh, and there's no penalty for trying because there's no death. Yeah, you know, there's, yeah. You don't have that. You don't have that hanging over your head that I'm going to have to start this whole thing over again. You just try it. If it works, great. If not, try something different. And the the choices are are so limited that it doesn't feel. Um, you don't feel bombarded by the by the the choices and decisions you have to solve the puzzle. So there's, but there's it still feels awesome. There's a part where like in the game where you have to jump over these little cliffs and there's like these this purple cloud stuff and you have to walk across it and then you jump across another area. So an, an example for that area, if you get to it and you can't make the jump, time just stops. It's like, okay, right. then you gotta rewind, move a couple things around, then try it again. And if you if it, if it's still like not lining up, it just stops. It's kinda like a record stopping and then you have to rewind it and kind of fiddle with stuff, which yeah, now you bring that up, that's that's really kind of neat, right? You never you never feel bombarded with like threat of death or any of that. Exactly. I, I think my favorite part of this game, though, is the storytelling. I, I mentioned that uh, you know we didn't really even tell what the, what is going on in this game, but there's basically a, a young boy and a young girl that are friends. They're hanging out in a treehouse. Lightning strikes the treehouse, and they wake up on these little islands that all have something to do with being a kid. Like one island is themed after video games. One is themed after old school technology, like a dot matrix printer and dial to- or uh, those old uh, push button telephones. And and there's another one that's like going to the beach. There's one that's going to a museum. And and every level ends with this boy and this girl kind of creating a little constellation mm-hmm. of the two of them just hanging out, doing whatever activity that they just finished doing. So the whole game feels like they're experiencing all these memories that they had together growing up as children. And there's just this innocent beauty to what they're doing. And they never speak in a single word to each other the entire time. It's just, it's just fascinating that these guys were able to pull off this kind of emotion and pull up my heartstrings with the finale of this game in uh, number one, a very short amount of time, but with no text, no speaking, just these two characters looking at each other and, and encouraging each other once along, along the way. Yeah. So I mean, the whole game took me about three and a half hours. I'm gonna guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. About three and a half hours, and and I, there was a moment at the end where it was getting a little tricky. I couldn't figure out what to do. And Alyssa looked up what to do, and then she told me, "So do you want to know?" And I'm like. Sure, you already looked it up. And I kind of wish I didn't because it was right at the very end. It was like the very last thing you do. And I'm like, I could have got through this game looking up nothing. Alyssa! He'd been stuck on, a, stuck on it for like 30, 45 minutes, though. No, I, I, it wasn't that long. It was like three or four <laughs> minutes. No, it wasn't. You're talking about right after the lightning bolt? Because that moment was freaking awesome. 
Yeah, right after that, yeah, where you have to there's a there's a hose and you have to like use yep. the hose and yeah, yep. that that little part right there, which I probably I was just going moving too fast over that section that mm-hmm. I, that's why I didn't catch what to do, but I was doing what I needed to do, but I was moving too fast and I wasn't giving it time to connect, which is another cool thing in this game. Some of it just takes manipulating time forward and back just little bits, little bits and you go, "Okay, here's what to do." You know, like there's there are sections where you might have to jump across numbers on a phone and just the rhythm you do it, you have to do it in a certain rhythm by going back and forth, back and forth to hit certain numbers. Just just really interesting stuff like this that you're not seeing in any other game. That any other game I that, that I'm, moment, I'm playing. I think that moment was my my greatest aha moment in the game, the the telephone section, because there's something that you have to know from the end of the level that you have to bring back with you to the beginning of the level that Again, I didn't feel like it was very clear. I was just kind of like picking up a clue in the background. Yeah. And I got it. And then I felt like the smartest person in the world. Like I just like I, like I solved an escape room or something like that all on my own. Yeah, that's it's, what it kind of feels like, man. I imagine that's what it feels like. Like you have to like you want to move far enough to catch some stuff, move back far enough. Like it's not like a puzzle game where you're solving what's directly in front of you. You're actually kind of solving a, a span of things that you have to use but it's weird that it's, this sounds really complicated, and it's not really complicated. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to talk about this without making it sound way more complicated than it is. But it's perfect yeah, it, for it, my it's little brain. Deceptively, it's deceptively simple. Yeah. I mean, if you know the – I mean, if I went back in there right now and did all the puzzles again, I'd get through it a little bit quicker. But there's still some spots that I'd have to work through. Right. Like, I wouldn't be able to just go, okay, I know exactly what to do. You Because you have to kind of work through it by going back and forth, back and forth. You might have to grab something. You might have to grab this light that when you're holding the light, it makes this purple cloud of smoke disappear, right? You might be going through it, but it's bringing you down a different path. And you're like, okay, I don't need to go down back that down that path. So you have to go back up, get rid of the light so you can walk across the purple path. And then you got your, you got one character who can who can move this light thing. It's like a little lantern. When you have the light, that does certain stuff. And then the other character, that's the girl that does that. Then you have the boy, yeah. the, the boy character who pulls the levers and does all that stuff. So everything has to be very, you have to, very precise. Like you have to put the characters in very specific spots to do these things. So that's what is, what's really neat about the game. I agree. It's, it's, it's like setting up the sequence of events and then watching it happen. And all you're doing is pressing forward, but it feels satisfying seeing it happen yeah, very much i mean you can watch Alyssa. We, we passed the control back and forth she got stuck a little frustrated in spots because she puzzle games are a little frustrating for her but yeah. unless it's portal unless it's portal but yeah. i mean i i worked through them and i got through it and she sat there and enjoyed the game just just watching it so you can like you know hang out with family where they can go oh go back go back yeah. like oh pull that lever you know they can have fun watching you try to solve this puzzle which is like we were trying to say, it's it's very simple in a way, but it's also complicated enough where it takes a little brain power. And it's right. safe to play around kids, too, because, again, there's no spoken dialogue. There's no text or anything. There's no acts of violence or anything like that. So, I mean, you can have kids around you watching you play it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, kids, I think, would, would, li- would like and it. And they'd probably be like, oh, look, mom or dad or... My older brother or sister, they're playing a game and I can watch them play. And they can be like, oh no, they did, they, they're messing up. Ah, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> now go back! Yeah, it's, it's very cool. So, I mean, I, I highly recommend this game. Um, I do too. It was for, a very pleasant surprise. Thank you for introducing me to it. 
Yeah, like when, when I told Scott about it and uh, he jumped on it, I was out of town and I told him about it. And he's like, I'll check it out. And he's like, I'm at the last part already. I, this game is great. And I'm like, damn it. Like, I'm, not, I'm like, I'm in the Bay Area. You know, I'm going to Great America, going to a theme park, going to have fun. I'm like, oh, Scott beat me to it. Like, I don't know. You know, like I, I think I finished like, it before you even started it, didn't, yeah. <laughs> didn't yeah. I? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We, I didn't get back till Sunday night, and then I played it. We played it in one chunk. It's been about so did I. Three and a half, one yeah. sitting. Yeah, three and a half hours. Just sat there and played it, and I really was, really, I really couldn't get away from it. Like I, you know, normally puzzles. If this is an all puzzle game, I'd probably want to walk away and come back to it. But this one, I just wanted to just keep going. Yeah, it's just one that that even brings back fun childhood memories I, I get nostalgic feeling this watching this game and and thinking of my friends growing up as a kid and just those beautiful moments it makes you want to be a kid again it really does i mean i just want to be a kid again so i don't have to work you know well that too i could just deal with you know cheating on some homework every night you know just throw some something together <laughs> well scott okay so Let's rate this game. We would like to know. Okay, we, we all three of us highly recommend it. But out of five stars, Scott, what would you give it? Can I give half stars or no? You can give half stars, yes. Four and a half. Okay. That's that's an f- amazing score right there. What about you, Alyssa? I don't think it's fair for me to personally review, uh, to give this a score since I didn't play a lot of it. Okay. You going to cop out like that? I just don't feel like it's fair. <laughs> okay. That's, that's fair enough. Fair enough. I'm going to give this... A full five stars. Nice. Because, because this is something unique. I was not expecting. It's very charming. It does stuff that I've never played in a game. Like, this is all new and fresh to me. I've played puzzle games, but nothing like this. This is just, this was a completely new experience. And for that, and, you know, hearing that they worked on it for four and a half years for, you know, just built this little four, three, four hour game for everybody. I mean, that's, that kind of works into my score, my score too. But I, one I, year for each hour. Yeah, the only thing I could possibly say is like, I will, you know, the game's twenty bucks, so maybe, maybe like, it's kind of hard to say. Like, like you would want it to be longer. Like, oh, it's twenty bucks. Maybe it should be like an hour longer. But no, that might that would drag it out. No, so yeah, I, yeah I, I'm giving this a perfect score because it really moved me. And and the way games are now is it was really cool to experience something brand new. You can tell that the team really just loved making this project you can see like through every level every puzzle how much love they put into it that's true yeah yeah so that's that's all that goes into my score and i i really hope to see more cool stuff that they also did a couple of um uh phone games yeah they did some mobile games train conductor train conductor 2 puzzle retreat which i haven't played those games but puzzle retreat won several awards yeah their stuff wins awards you know what i mean so people recognize this people in the industry recognize this is something new and fresh i we need we need more games like this to be recognized so i I highly recommend you guys drop 20 dollars on this right now on psn i don't know when you're listening to this i saw it was 15 bucks on sale that may change by the time you hear this but 15 bucks for this game no brainer i agree and Very much so. Switch would be the perfect experience for this. This would be the best on Switch. This would be so perfect on, on Switch. It would be. Yeah, I can see it. It would. It would. So thank you, Scott. Thank you, Mr. Clark. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I always enjoy talking games with you, man. And yeah. I get to talk to Alyssa. I never get to talk to her anymore since that, uh, since that uh, improv episode we did. I know. It's been forever. Wow, that was a long time ago. I haven't done improv in a long time. Yeah. Oh, with Casey. Yeah, big shout out yeah. to Casey. I haven't talked to her in a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, Scott, where can they find you? 
Well, you can listen to my podcast, The Gaming Outsider, at uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all that, all that good stuff. Our website is thegamingoutsider.com. Our Twitter handle is at thegocast. Love to hear from you. Love to hear some feedback. And I always want to remember, the safe word is Scott. <laughs> the safe word <laughs> is Scott. Scott, thanks for that. We really do appreciate it. Alyssa. I have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash unchartedgirl88. I would love if you would become a part of the iCat family because, you know, YouTube's going a little downhill at the moment. So I'd really love that. If you'd like to check out my blog where I review books and movies and games, you can find that at alleycatgeekery.com. That's A-L-Y-C-A-T-G-E-E-K-E-R-Y.com. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Lissaree, L-I-S-S-A-R-I-E. Instagram at it's Alyssa White, and yeah, that's pretty much everywhere you can find me. And if you want to uh, add me on PlayStation or Xbox, contact me through social media. Right on. You guys can find me on Twitter at awkward underscore podcast. My personal Twitter account is at they call me Imes. If you guys want to play some video games with me, hit me up. They call me Imes. That's my gamer tag. Ooh, put it right on the podcast because I'm cooler than you. You guys, thank you. I'm going to put all the info for the Voxel agents and all that in the description. So be sure to follow them too on Twitter as well. And, you know, keep, keep an eye on them because I feel like there's going to be cool stuff coming, right? You know, they're getting so many awards and recognition for this little game that it's, it's really cool to see that. And they deserve it. Yeah, definitely deserve it. Thanks, Scott. Thank you, man. Have a good one. So right now we have Mr. Simon Jocelyn, who is the level designer and executive producer of the gardens between on the line hey how you doing simon hi there i'm doing pretty good yeah so it's you're nice to be here you're from australia but you're in canada right now that's correct yeah uh our studio is based in melbourne australia down the south and i'm currently over visiting family visiting my grandmother in canada oh sweet it's cool you can do like pr stuff you know from <laughs> from a different Anywhere. country right that's awesome yeah, yeah. yeah. it's Got actually handy having teammates across different parts of the world because it's kind of like the office never shuts that's, that's awesome <laughs> it's really handy with like all the social media stuff that's happening to be able to like be across all the time zones yeah i've been noticing the gardens between is getting is getting um a lot of buzz right now and that's how i kind of ran across it on um uh summer i ran across it, it just seemed like you know i think it was on the switch yeah, eShop actually and the then switch. yeah you see all the little tags for for like nominations and and stuff so i was like okay if it's got a cool looking art cover like that i gotta check this out then i go on uh <laughs> i actually went on um youtube and i i watched uh the uh, giant bomb did a like quick look and i was right away i was like okay this is this is interesting this is fresh i like i, I have to check this out so immediately i did right. that and I told Scott about it, and Scott, like, before I even got a chance to play it, Scott beat it, like, fast. He's like, dude, I'm, I think I'm on the last <laughs> section right now. I love it. So Yeah. Yeah. I, Excellent. Very, well, it's good to hear cool. that you uh, found it through that first little banner, because there was lots of consternation in the team about whether to put the laurels on there or whether to leave it nice and clean and austere and, like, minimal, like the game itself. It's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Dude. But, you know, that's it's kind of, like caught your attention so maybe it's working it did yeah it's i saw, beautiful. I saw yeah it, the, the artwork is beautiful and that just that it's clickbait simon it just pulled me in like god i gotta check it out and it worked it absolutely yeah. worked so i, I gotta yeah, say um okay. you guys won it also for like most innovative title at gamescom 2018 yeah that was quite a surprise i was just standing there at the booth talking to people through the game and i see this huge camera on someone's shoulder rock up with a bunch of gigantic microphones 
and, and like a whole team of people. And I was like, uh, hi, uh, can I help? What's going on here? And they're like, you won an award. I'm like, whoa, okay. All right. I'm on camera too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's pretty intense. But uh, that was, that was really cool. Yeah. We've, um, we've been well received. Uh, I think we're up to like 18 award nominations internationally, which is just really sublime. It's hard to believe. Uh, That's got to really- feel amazing. It just has to be, yeah. feel so cool. Yeah, totally. Well, congratulations, man, and thanks for chatting with us about this. Uh, uh, I didn't even hear about your game until Sean mentioned it, and he described it, and I just immediately checked it out, and I, uh, I'm thoroughly impressed with what I played. Um, with, in, a, in a world of you know, massive open-world games, and, and you know, there's just so many of these uh, games that take, take decades, not decades, but tens of hours to get through, I found every minute of your game just a delightful experience just from from beginning to end so thanks for making it and congratulations on your success thank you so much it's really nice to hear you describe it in that way actually to describe that every moment is meaningful because that was a really important goal for us we wanted to respect the player's time to not fill it with just lulls and like dull moments or filler um and so in that way we've like in the game you're you're able to inspect every single second so at such a fine level of detail and you know move the animations like so slowly and really um see everything we built it's all about that detail and for us we wanted to make every moment really impactful and meaningful so it's that's awesome to have that reflected back at us because that was a huge goal for us yeah lots of 80s lots of 80s throwbacks like the vcr tapes and the video games and you know the keyboard stuff the dot matrix printer i think that was my favorite moment actually (laughs) that was great awesome the uh, the problem here is how many kids actually know what a VHS is? <laughs> right. I know, right? <laughs> I actually, I, I teach fourth grade here in uh, Illinois, and I was having a conversation with my students about that today. I said, back in the day, I used to record movies off of TV with something called a VCR, and some of them looked at yeah. me like, huh? What, why didn't you just What's TVR that? it, Mr. Clark? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> why don't you just stream it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're crazy. Tell me, about, tell me about streaming in 1987. I'd have been like, what? Yeah, totally. That's back They're when TVs were like were like twenty times thicker. <laughs> yeah, right. remember yeah. a thirty-two inch TV? Like you couldn't carry that thing up to an upstairs apartment. <laughs> you need like three people. Now a thirty-two inch TV, uh, just like put it between your arms. You know, like it's so easy. Like, you can do a sixty-five inch, it. no problem, right? Palm it with yeah. one hand, yeah. carry it under your arm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, like, where did you guys get the idea for this game? I, I find it really. Interesting because, like Scott was saying, in, in a world full of all the, like Fortnite's the big thing right now. Everyone just wants to shoot each other up, and then you got something like this. Like let's let's just take our time and and work through it. I really enjoyed it. Alyssa got a little little frustrated at points. She's like, oh, I can't do it, and gave me the control. I'm like, I'll figure it out. Don't worry, I'll figure it out. And uh, I, I just uh, yeah, it's it's really special in that way. Where where'd you guys come up with that idea? Uh, thank you. Uh, it all started back in 2011, actually. We were probably like two years into the studio, so it was pretty early days for us. And we were tra- chatting about new ideas, and we came up with, we came across a Minority Report in the conversation. And we we're chatting about the moment where Tom Cruise is going backwards and forwards through memories, which right, yeah. now when you look at the final game, it's like an obvious reference. Um, that's actually the beginning point. And we started talking about how we turned that into a game. And it goes on this very, very long and sort of tumultuous development path. I would say we're up to like revision 11, where we build the game from scratch, get to play it 
go, oh, it doesn't work, throw, throw it away and start again, like 11 times. It's developed a huge amount in that period of time. And along the way, I guess we've learned a lot more about what's working about it, what's really cool, and what also doesn't work about it. Um, I guess, like, the further you venture away from, like, anything that's known, like an existing idea, like, if, you, if you're making a first-person shooter, it's pretty easy to take references from lots of stuff. But in this game, we really didn't have a lot of reference points. And so I think that's why it took so long to figure out. Um, yeah, we didn't really start full-time development until about 2014. And like a really important thing to us was finding stories that are quite um, easy for everyone to relate to. So like childhood memories is a perfect example of something that we all kind of share in common. You know, there's many common stories that we've all had. And as the team discussed childhood memories, many common themes came up, like being naughty, breaking you know, like going into the drains behind the house and thinking you're like, you know, in the most dangerous land ever possible. Um, Stuff like that, you know, like playing board games and playing computer games in the lounge room on a rainy day. So yeah, that's, um, yeah, it had a long evolution, I guess. I think that's one of my favorite aspects of this game is is the storytelling. And your, your storytelling in this game is just, it's very simple and I mean that in a good way. And it's, it's, touching i you know we're not going to spoil what happens at the end of the game here but it kind of it resonated with me and i and i want to know from i want to know how you came up with this and how you were able to orchestrate this because you tell such a great story without a single line of dialogue you know you're you're basically having these two characters communicate through em- emotes and that's it and it, you you succeeded in that how did you come up with that idea and and can you tell me about that process and and how difficult or easy it was to to do that without text or dialogue? Yeah, look, great question. Um, it, it was an important goal for a team from the early days. Uh, critical members like Brooke Mags, our narrative designer, John Swanson, our artist, Josh Bradbury, the animator, and Henrik Peterson, the des- game designer, all talking about how to execute on this idea and developing these different aspects. They're the like really important creatives that sort of came to this conclusion about how to execute on it. So I just wanted to give that disclaimer because I'm not the person that's responsible for the brilliance there. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't want somebody mad at you, right? Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, and and they should do, they should get all the love for that. Absolutely. But um, I can I can talk through aspects of it. Um, yeah, I get. I guess. When you look at the gameplay of um, looking through a memory, like it's about a 30-second clip of activity on the screen, like a, a scene or a location of, of um, uh, some different people or actions happening, and it's about 30 seconds of time that you're actually going through, but going backwards and forwards through that 30 seconds over and over again. And when, you, when we were playing these early prototypes, we could tell that there was something really fascinating there to like peer into that scene and really look at all the details and try and assess what exactly is happening and read a lot from the environment. So it kind of it dawned on us that environmental storytelling was a really significant um, technique for us to use to communicate what's important, what's happening in the story. Um, so that basically environmental storytelling is using all the things in, in the environment to tell the story rather than words or text. So that's one critical aspect of it. Another is that like we really wanted to make something quite accessible and to be quite broad in the sense that it didn't require you to read lots of text or like try and follow along with the words that are being written on screen. Um, and just like ha- by having no words, it like also leaves a lot of negative space for the player to put themselves into the game. 
So by saying nothing direct and not having any direct exposition in the game, there's more gaps for you to sort of read what you want from that story, which works perfectly with environmental storytelling because it is a bit more subtle and about the player noticing and appreciating the details rather than being told the details. Yeah, and you know, since since the, it's, the control scheme is such a simple one, it's just two buttons. Two buttons you can control this game with. So you're focusing more on what's going on rather than how to play it. I mean, there is some parts where it was really, really tricky. And I'm like, how did they create this? There's oh, yeah. Specifically, there's that one where you're putting the light and you're lifting it up that thing. And it's, uh, like, it's like a, a cart being lifted up. Oh yeah, and that that took me yeah. a while to figure out. Like that was really creative, but it's like it's it's a two button control scheme. So you really you're really paying attention to what's going on, and I find that really interesting because a lot of games you don't look at the details, and since you're going backwards and forward in time in this game, you're getting more of a chance to like really look at what's going on rather than let's just get to the end and move on. Let's get to the end and move on. Okay, let's start here. Let's get to the end and push forward. It, I felt that was really cool. That's re- really interesting and, and creative in times like now. Thank you. Yeah, I think um, there were a few things that became obvious to us like early on. Since you're going over this 30 seconds back and forth a lot, the game had to be really beautiful so that you enjoyed being in that space. It also had to be quite peaceful and relaxing so that you could happily spend like 30 minutes looking at 30 seconds yeah right, if you know what i mean like if you get stuck in a puzzle like you're just looking at the same 30 seconds over, over and over again so early in the development john realized that um it would be great to work with like japanese rock gardens which i can't remember or pronounce the name for them but if you google it you'll see them straight away <laughs> they have very beautiful symmetrical kind of shapes and they if you look at our gardens look to and look at a reference image you'll see how like directly we've taken that inspiration and applied it to our our game because Japanese rock gardens are all about like enjoying being in the space, spending time there, relaxing, calming down. And just like the environment sort of does that for you. Um, yeah. So he, like once he started doing that, you know, all the gardens just look really stunning. And that garden you talk about in particular with, well, we call it the pulley system because yeah, it's like pulley, you know, yeah. you're pulling something up the tree, up the tree house. Um, that garden in particular, when we first built it was the most like God awful, like, disgusting like array of different objects everywhere and it was a complete mess and because as a designer as a level designer when you start putting together a garden you're just like thinking about the abstract conceptual mechanical functioning of it and like if i put this here and i do this there and i pull it up to the top and then i push it down to the bottom you're not thinking about making it beautiful and we took this first version of that functioning garden and showed it to john and john's just like I can't work with this. This is so ugly. <laughs> and he just like send it right back to us. Like I refuse. I will not touch this. This garden is too ugly. <laughs> so yeah. And I want to see that. <laughs> yeah. It was, um, that was actually a really pivotal moment for our team because at that point, um, John's like, you have to make it possible for me to work with that gun to make it pretty. And we're like, we're level designers. We have no talent at making things pretty. Like, that's just not something I can do. You say make it pretty. I'm like, how? What what would I possibly do to make this garden pretty? And at that point, uh, after much, like, you know, tense discussion, uh, (laughs) he realized that he needed to sort of, like, put his thoughts on paper. And that's the first time he actually documented and told me about the Japanese rock garden technique. 
and he, he documented the whole process and like here's symmetry and here's how you lay things out and this is what Japanese rock gardens do. And he gave me this piece of paper of like basically a cheat sheet of how to make a garden pretty. And it was like this really important moment in a team where like he was forced to sort of get the ideas out of his head and put it on paper. And suddenly it was like, oh, okay, I can work with this. Yeah, I can, you know, and then second, third version finally got to him. And he's like, yeah, okay, cool. I can, I can make this pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine like building a puzzle game, you can get kind of, it can get a little overwhelming probably for, if you just put the first version out, you got to look at it from like, okay, if somebody's playing this game, how difficult is this going to be? Because some of it was really tricky, and but I got through it because I was I was interested enough to get through it. A lot of puzzle games, when I play them, I get stuck and I go straight to YouTube. And I'm just like, all right, how do I get through this? I need to get through it now. Most puzzle games Sean plays. <laughs> Most of them, yeah. I, did, I didn't do this. All the way until the very last bit, I was a little stuck. And Alyssa like, looked at I didn't ask her to. She's like, this is how you do it. Do you want me to tell you? And I'm like, all right. And it had to do with the hose. There's a hose and there's a thing. And, and it, you know. Yeah. Uh, but up to that point, we, I didn't look at anything. I actually just enjoyed the just working my way through it. It's really cool, especially that part, like the level Scott's talking about with the the typewriter. And you got to go, you know, you got to go back and forth. There's a little section you go back and forth. And I thought that was really cool to figure that out on my own. I was really proud of myself, man. I was like, re- <laughs> I was super proud of myself. Nice. You know, every time I pass well a puzzle to Alyssa would pat me in the back like, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the beauty that's the of this of game. I, I think that's the beauty of this game is that, like Sean mentioned at the top of this uh, discussion, that the control scheme is very simple. So I feel like you're not racking your brain to try to solve a puzzle. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a very good way because I, it feels like you have designed this game to be a zen-like experience. You don't you don't want someone getting a headache to solve these puzzles, but you 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 and your team have brilliantly put together these puzzles that even though they're not overly complex, like a miss game or something like that, you still get, you still get that dopamine rush of accomplishment when you do it. And I think it's just fantastic. Thank you. Um, I guess I can add some comments to that. Um, in terms of making the puzzles uh, possible for everyone, but also like challenging enough right. so that they are actually a puzzle, it's such a tricky balance. And and uh, we kind of joke that if you think about puzzle games on the spectrum of like, or puzzle adventure games on the spectrum of like the witness mm-hmm. and journey, we're kind of probably a little bit closer towards journey from the center point <laughs> <laughs> rather than being like hardcore puzzle. And it was important to us that we were on that side of the spectrum a little bit because we have a really strong and important story that we wanted to tell. We mm-hmm. want every player to be able to experience and complete the story since the story to us is really significant and like a big part of the meaning and the reason why you would play the game, like a a strong message to tell, I guess. Um, So yeah, we did want to make it possible, but then also finding that balance is so tricky and like often in the garden, because it's all about details. It's all about like what the character is looking at or what framing the camera has is the object close to the camera or far. Is it like nicely framed by the objects around it? You know, we could really draw your eye, you know, on aggregate, we can draw the player's eye towards certain points with the way we frame and compose things. Um, and it's just all tweaking. Like the the game is basically atrocious and not fun at all for about 85% <laughs> of development. And then you finally get all the details about right and it finally comes together. And that's why it makes it such a difficult game to make because as a designer, you have to have so much faith in your design because you know that you're going to put the team through like, eight weeks of grueling work to get 85% done. No one 
is having any fun. It's not a good game. It's not fun at all through that 85%. And then finally it comes together and all the details fit, the animation, the art, the story, the like characters where they're looking, the composition, the layout, like all of it comes together finally into this beautiful package and it has to unify to be fun. And that is why it's so hard to make. <laughs> it's yeah, unbelievable. I imagine, man. I, I imagine yeah. this, that's such a tricky balance, right? Because if I get stuck in puzzle games, I give up and I'm just like frustrated. But this one was somehow just kept me like wanting to just keep doing it. Like I, I had no problem. Yeah. I, I didn't. Alyssa, on the other hand, you know, she's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to go punch the mirror. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I'll figure it out. <laughs> and I, I enjoyed it. It was really good. Really good. Alyssa, did you want to. Uh let me know what you think from, from with your own words. <laughs> I thought it was a really beautiful game. I'm just not very good at puzzles in general. Um, and I'm very impatient. So Yeah, that's it. It wasn't that's the fair. game's fault. It's yeah. not the game's fault. It's my fault. Um, yeah. But I thought it was a very beautiful game. I thought the story was really well implemented. I liked that it wasn't just like a straight out story, but also that it wasn't like super duper uh, hidden beneath a bunch of layers. Like you could kind of sense where it's going but at the same time you're kind of like mm, what's going to happen i really like the way the story was told i love the art direction i like like the unique touches like uh sean and scott were mentioning how there was the video game consoles and the tv and the printer and all this kind of stuff and i loved how colorful the game was like i i thought it was very aesthetically pleasing and i thought it was done really well uh, the story was done really well. She sat there the whole entire yeah, game. We got was, through it. We were passing the control back and forth. That's where she got like, ah, I'd rather just watch it. <laughs> yeah. It, it was <laughs> great. That's fair. That's it's fair. really great to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely have seen um, some responses from people watching streams and having a great time watching it as well. And then a lot of people really wanting to experience that for I themselves. Can imagine watching a stream like, go back, go back. No, go back, look forward. No, go back, go back. No, grab the light. No, put the light on that little thing that's jumping around. <laughs> No pull yeah. the lever. You know, it's it's really cool because you got the you got the, the the girl character who carries the light and transfers the light and does all that. Then you got the the boy character who who works the switches and he he grabs and pulls things and it's really neat, really neat. I, I kudos to you guys. I really appreciate stuff like this and especially in a, in a world now where everyone's doing battle royales. You know, it's nice to just hang out and do a yeah. puzzle game, enjoy it. Yeah, thanks. I can't imagine gotta... how. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say. I can't imagine how hard it would be for a streamer to play a game live, be entertaining with their words, whilst also interpreting what people are saying in the channel and integrating that into what they're doing, and also trying to read the game and solve puzzles. Like, solving puzzles is meant to be 100% of your attention type thing. Yeah. (laughs) How the hell do you do all those other activities at the same time? That's just... I can't do it. There's no way I could ever stream. I just can't do it. There's too much going on. I just get frustrated. Yeah. And turn off the camera, and then I'll probably leave it on and do something stupid and forget it was on. So I'm like, I'll just I'll stay away from streaming. Oh, I'm terrible yeah. at stream, but I think that with some streamers with a puzzle game like that, I think talking it out loud and trying to work your way through it, even though you're not talking directly to a person physically there, yeah, it's kind of yeah. like putting out in your brain what's going on and what your thought process is, and sometimes saying things verbally as opposed to just thinking them in your head opens up other ideas for you. I think that might, that may be part of it. So mm. who knows? Mm. 
Uh, yeah. Simon, I did have another question for you because one of the things <laughs> that took me a couple levels to get used to, and I, 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 like I said, I knew literally nothing about this going into it. You're not physically controlling the characters. You're, you're just move, moving forward and backward through time. And it took me a long time to wrap my head around that. But one other thing that my, my gamer brain kept trying to do was to spin the camera around to look at the level, which you know, you're know you not able to do. I want to know, was that a... A, a deliberate decision and i and i appreciated it after after realizing what you were going for i actually really liked that because you wanted me my eye to see specific things in there or, or I'm, I'm assuming was that the deliberate decision to not let the let the the player spin the camera around to get a look at the level for that reason yeah you're spot on that is something that we chose very intentionally and was important to the way we are communicating what's happening and drawing your eye to the right thing kind of like mm-hmm. you're saying um, the way we see it is that basically every single garden is almost like a short film. Mm-hmm. It's like we are setting the camera, the action, the characters directing everything in the scene so that we can get exactly the right communication about what's happening, what's important, what sequence events occurred, where to draw the eye, um, which is the reason why it took four and a half years to build, but also right. why it comes out as a really beautiful product because every single microsecond is exactly intentional. Yeah, that's very cool. I, I love hearing stuff like that. Thank you so much, Simon. Um, so, I, um, did, did you? We're gonna end right now. It means Scott and Alyssa are gonna record a little. Um, we're gonna record a little review on the game, and uh, it's all good. I want to let you know that it's all good. Uh, any <laughs> anything else you want to plug or uh, have people check out? Or I know the game right now is available on on Steam, PS4, and and um, and Nintendo Switch. Switch. Is there any chances coming to Xbox? We don't have any plans at this point, okay. I'm afraid, no. Okay, that's very cool. Um, how would you like to end the podcast, Simon? Just thanks, everyone, for playing and sending us so much great feedback. It's been really lovely. And, um, yeah, the fact that we've had significant impact on people is just making it feel so worthwhile. I had someone tell me to ask me today if they were okay with us, uh, if they were okay with us, or if we were okay, sorry, with them tattooing the logo on themselves. Nice. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like, whoa <laughs> nice. uh, yeah well yeah we're not gonna stop you it's your body but wow it's just like you know and like a lot of people um crying at the end of the game some people reaching out to long-lost friends based on the like you know the meaning and the sentiment of the game and just like yeah a, lo- a lot of people in our studio have put a lot of their personality and and their own lives into the game like um some people have lost important people in their lives and um you know, that's had an impact on the way we developed the game and the story. Um, so yeah, it's just really nice to get that feedback and to know that we've, we've connected with players to, through the game. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. Um, so where can, where can everyone find you on social media? The Voxel Agents, uh, T-H-E-V-O-X-E-L-A-G-E-N-T-S, The Voxel Agents, and uh, on the Instagram with the same name. Great. Cool. Thank you so much, awesome. Simon. This has been awesome. Thank, Thank you. Appreciate your game and all the time you guys put into all the very fine details. It's really, really cool. It's definitely a work of art. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was great Thank to you. meet you, Simon. I can't wait to play your next game, man. Cheers. <laughs> all right. Gotcha. All right. Thank you. Bye. 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 As Gidget would say. As Gidget would say. Peace out, Brussels sprouts. Hey, it's the S to the M. To the islam against in the house to so drop your listen poor with glee backward cock flies merrily sock bird telling cat 
Destiny Doctor Downcast Callously squandered lamb Heavenly slaughtered broadcast It's the Horribly Awkward Podcast It says right there in parentheses With enthusiasm Dude that cracked me up so so hard It's so funny It says right there in parentheses with enthusiasm. Ah, oh, that was fun. It was oh, fun. yeah. That's a horribly awkward show. Your face is coming straight to your ears. A podcast network that's changing gears, bringing fresh funky pods with a fresh funky beat. A family of pods that are bringing the heat. There ain't no stopping us. Keep coming back to us, sick ass pods that'll make you hush. www.hushyourface.com. Uh, 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 uh,